Hi, everyone. I'm Cindy Stewart, and welcome to my podcast. Each week, we will talk about how to live our lives in God's fullness. My goal is to encourage, equip, and empower you. I have included show notes that highlight the points of this message. You can also find all the information on my website, cindy-stewart.com. I am so excited about sharing this journey with you. So let's begin. Good morning, everyone. Glad you're here. We didn't know if we would don't, we'd be here, just our worship team and us. We were going to, you know, we're live streaming every Sunday anyhow, but we weren't really sure. And uh, I'm glad to see everybody. Today we're going to talk about the staying power. And uh, God's actually been talking to this, to this subject to, to me for a couple of weeks. But it's interesting. For the last week, I've had so many dreams and visions. And uh, they are warning dreams. They are heads up dreams. They're all these kind of things. In fact, the other day I woke up and I was grouchy. And uh, I was like, why am I just like so irritated? And I'd had two dreams and they were actually good dreams. They just made me mad. And I don't even know why. And then I called one of my friends and they're like, I woke up so irritated this morning. Then I'm like, okay, good, it's not me. There's something in the spiritual realm. But I do feel like, have anybody else been having dreams and kind of these pictures or thoughts as they're reading scripture about what's going on? And uh, like I said, they weren't even necessarily related to the corona. But I just, God has given me a lot of dreams and visions. And really, it's more, uh, the bigger picture, it's really about uh, being wise and careful in how we proceed as well as comfortable and assured in where he's taken us you know it's it's hard because when you have a lot of information whether it's dreams or visions or you know work or whatever it is when you have a lot of things coming at you you've got to figure out God what are you saying to me so that I'm able to respond bond in a way that would you know bring you honor that would bring you glory that would not create an agreement with the enemy in what I'm doing because we know the enemy is always setting a trap where can I catch you off guard you know we do what we do we we work we do all these things and we're just going right along and then all of a sudden it's almost like being hit by a car you're like where did that come from I had these two amazing dreams, and I am mean as a striped snake this morning. I told Chuck, I said, watch out. (laughs) It may not be pretty this morning. It's a good thing I'm going for a run. Maybe that'll help. But, you know, it just catches us off guard. And you're thinking, is it me? Is it the enemy? I mean, I didn't even think it is is it the enemy. I was just like, you know, growl. But we have to realize that we have to always stand guard. And when we let down our guard a little bit, that's when the enemy tries to catch us off guard. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. And I am going to share a little vision uh, that the Lord gave me earlier. Like I said, I've had tons of them, but I'm going to share a little vision that the Lord gave me uh, a few days ago. And let's see. I was praying. I was praying in the Spirit, kind of praying. I'd been reading some scripture, and I saw this kind of this giant opening of all white and there was like a building I'm like okay Lord what are you showing me 
And uh, it was like this immediate trans transferring. I, I was in, at the building. Well, I was at the top of the building. And um, I, was, I was in dark clothes, but everything else was solid white. And it had a tunnel you had to go through. It's kind of like a football tunnel where all the football players, except it was all white. And, but I was the only one that was dressed in dark clothes. And when I got inside the building, there was this huge confetti released and it, the colors were green, they were gold, and they were purple. But you know, green is life, gold is glory, purple is royalty in just the simplistic terms. But I actually was thinking in my mind, I'm gonna ask the Lord, why am I dressed in darkness when everything else you know, why do I have dark clothes on when everything else is white? Everything was white. And then I thought, I'm not going to ask that because it doesn't matter. You know, he's obviously showing me something and I just need to pay attention. But as soon as I said, it doesn't matter, um, he said to me, uh, let me just find it real, right here real quick. He said, the dark clothes are the burdens you are carrying. Your job is to carry the presence. You are to stay in the presence. And Jesus said, just as I did when I was in the world. He said, change your garments. Well, immediately, I didn't change my garments. It's like it was gone and then a, and then a white slipped over me. And he said, everything must be brought before the throne and entrusted with my best. Your thought life must be guided by your prayer life. Pray in the spirit. Solutions will come from those prayers. Stay in my presence. He said, there's a realm that you have stayed in where your mind, uh, there's a realm you must stay in where your mind is clean of clutter. Where whatever is filtered from your thoughts, uh, whatever is filtered from your thoughts, moved from your thoughts, is the way you can identify a miss, uh, a, a, a miss that's in the situation. So, um, and he was showing me that it's not that I felt weighed down by anything. What, it, what I felt was my mind was full of lots of things. And my job is not to carry all these things in my brain. My job is to carry presence, pray in the spirit, and let him release the solutions over it. And I was like, okay, Lord. Easier said than done, right? <laughs> but what I found myself is spending more time praying the word, you know, praying in the spirit. Uh, when my mind would start going into things that need to be done or people I was praying for, I would start bringing the word out. What does the word say, Lord? You know, how do I keep my mind connected to your heart, to, to that presence that you've asked me to stay connected to? So we're going to just go through a little bit of scripture. We're going to start in John 15. Um, I believe we're going to start in verse 1. Not really sure. Yep, verse 1. And this is very familiar for all of us, but I've been reading um, out of, you know, this is going to be out of the Amplified, but I've also been reading out of the Hebrew Bible too. And you know, it's so much fun to have different translations 
Because then you're able to say, oh, this says this, and this says abide, this says remain, this says stay, and it helps to give you a fullness on what the word is saying. So we're going to read a little out of this. And um, I told you guys last week that I felt like the Lord was saying, we need to go a little bit more back to the basics to uh, build us up. So as he takes us further, we're remembering the foundation in, what we're, in where we're built. So, okay, 15.1. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes, so that it will bear more fruit, even richer and finer fruit. Now, we all know what pruning looks like, right? I, prune, I love to rose, uh, grow roses, and I prune the heck out of them because if I don't prune them, then they become scraggly, and they won't really bloom beautifully. So I am always, like, cutting on those things. Well, Jesus is always cutting on us. <laughs> He's always making sure that if there's a scraggly limb about to take off, that it doesn't have any juice to take it where it shouldn't go. So he cuts it back. You know, we got to have these things cut back off of us. Uh, one other thing he showed me. This is funny. Now, you guys are going to laugh about this. Um, you know, he's been giving me, like I said, a lot of dreams, a lot of visions, uh, these kind of things. And some things that have been a little weighing on me. Well, he gave me a chalkboard eraser. Does anybody know what that is? If I had all the teens out here, they'd be going, What? And he said, when things start coming in your mind, just erase it. And it's so funny. I find myself tangibly erasing stuff. I'm like, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to dwell on that. You know, sometimes I like, the, I like to have something, you know, physical to hold on to. I don't have an eraser at home. But I just, I like those examples that I can say, okay, erase. And sometimes in a minute... In five minutes, I've erased 15 times. But there's something about having the power to remove the things that are attacking our mind. There's something about knowing that every time I erased it, it disappeared. And even if it came back 10 seconds later, 15 seconds later, a minute later, a day later, I can re-erase. I don't have to go through the discussion of what should I do about that or what should I say or what should I have said or I don't have to go through the coulda, woulda, shouldas. I just erase it. And whatever, you know, works for you. Like I said, he gave me a, a chalkboard eraser and I'm like, great. So I, I'm just erasing. Even when I had those two good dreams, I started erasing them because <laughs> I was in such a bad mood. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, got it. Instead, I wrote them down. But, you know, sometimes we just need some kind of tangible something or other that, in, that gives us the momentary power. I need the power in this moment to erase the things that the enemy wants to use against me. It is good. I love the creativity of Jesus. Because, you know, each one of you, he speaks to you in the language that you understand. For me, I need all kinds of different things. For you, you need something else. 
And that is the beauty of his love for us. Because he's not going to say, Pam, you need to only use an eraser. That's the only way you can get rid of something. No. He's got, he's got what you want to work for you, what you have, what you have. That is the beauty of Jesus. He knows us individually. He knows our heart. He knows our Achilles heel. He knows the things that will trap us. He'll know what is the trigger that will get our mind building a scenario, creating a response when it hasn't even happened. He knows it. So he works with us in order to unhinge the triggers that the enemy tries to use against us. And we know that part of what's going on in, in our nation, you know, I can't speak for the rest of the world, is, is this trigger of fear, of panic, of battling against each other, of not trusting as a body what God has for us and encouraging the people around us do not be afraid because God is with us right verse 3 you are already clean because of the word which I have given you the teaching which I have discussed with you now Jesus has discussed teachings with us if you've heard the word then you've heard his heart. If you've read the word, that is his conversation with you. So he, he, has, he has used the word, what does it say? Wash and clean by the word. So remain in me, verse 4, and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. There's no way we can produce fruit without him. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is, cut off from the vital union with me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers and dies. And they gather such branches and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, and here it says again, this is amplified, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask, for, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified and honored by this. So when we, when we stay in Christ, in Christ in us, we can ask for, for what we wish because it brings glory to the Father through Jesus. So the Father's saying, I'm answering you because I'm glorified through my Son because you've asked. Because you've stayed with us. You've stayed connected to me. Verse 9, it says, oh, did I skip 8? My Father is glorified and honored by this. Oh, no, I read that. Verse 9, it says, I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love and do not doubt my love for you. Now listen to it in the Hebrew Bible. And I'm going to read verses 9 through 11. It won't be up there because I did not give this to Noah. But just, just listen. It says, just as my Father has loved me, I too have loved, uh, loved you. So stay in my love. 
If you keep my commandments, you will stay in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and stay in his love. So Jesus was able to stay in the Father's love the whole time he was on earth. And you know how the word says, nothing can separate us from the love of God. So when we start pulling all these little pieces together, Jesus obeyed the Father. And his obedience enabled him to stay contained in the love of God. And he says that just as I have kept my Father's commands and stay in his love, I have said this to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me go back again. I want to read this again. Just as my Father has loved me, I too have loved you. So stay in my love. If you keep my commands, you will stay in my love. Just if I've kept my Father's command and stay in his love, I've said this to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. So when we stay in the love of the Father, when we stay in the love of Jesus, when we stay in the commandments which he's given us, which, you know, we know if we summarize the commandments, it's love God, love each other, love ourselves. If we do all those things, then everything else will flow out of love. If we're able to stay in that love, then we're able to have a joy that is complete. And the interesting thing is, is we are able to stay in that love because Jesus has made the way for us to stay in it. It's not like, like Rita said, uh, uh, she said something earlier that made me laugh. She said, um, this is no surprise to me. It's not like I didn't know this was going to happen. Jesus, you know, when she was talking about the scripture. You know, when Jesus says we can stay in the love of the Father, we can. He says, obey my commands. You can stay in the love of the Father just like I obeyed the Father's command and I stayed in his love. So it's not like stay in my love if you can. Live in my presence if you can. What he's saying is, I have made a way where there is, it would be, uh, you are unable not to if you follow the way I've made for you. That, I mean, that's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is, isn't saying, good luck. I was able to stay in the Father. Good luck with you guys. No, he said, this is not just possible. It is. It is who I am. It is who I've made you to be. It is. All of this is possible for us. We just say yes. And when we, we, you know, we look at the commands as, oh, this is so hard. But you know, in Deuteronomy 30, it says, it is not too hard for you. The word is near you. It says it's not too hard for us. It is the world and it is the enemy that swirls on both sides of us saying, you can never do that. You can never do that. But Jesus said, I have made a way for you to do it. 
I've made a way. And you know what? If you slip up and you miss something, I've made a way. If there's an error on your account, that's okay. I've covered it with my blood. I have made a way. So this is not too hard for us. To remain in his love is not too hard for us. Does it take discipline? Yes. Does it take a family that's willing to say, hey, yes. Because he says you can't do it alone. We just read it earlier. We can't do it alone. So, but it's not too hard for us. Is our family perfect? No. Are you sure? Okay. It's not. But are we transformative? You know, the word says that we are transformed into his image. So, so there is a transforming process every single moment of our life. And when we get out of range, then we have each other to help us get back. Because it is the love of the family that helps us stay strong. Not the perfection, it is the love. It is the forward movement of the family in Christ that helps us be one. I think this is one of the most exciting messages I've ever preached. You know why? Because it reminds me of what I knew long ago, but sometimes I forget. Do sometimes we forget? I forget. I forget the simplicity of Jesus was able to stay in the Father's love because he followed the Father. And he just said to me that I am able to stay in the Father's love because, stay in his love because I follow him. Oh, oversimplified maybe. But simple. And how do we stay in it? We, we wash ourselves with the word. We pull in to fellowship. We pray in the spirit. We listen to what's being said. But everything's filtered through who is Jesus. Is what being said redemptive? Or is it destroying? Is what being said builds up and encouraging? Or does it isolate and push away? That's how we know. You know, we can hear, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the last two weeks, I'm corona over it. I mean, really. But what I did know is I have to listen. I have to hear so I can discern what is happening, filter it, through what God is saying. So on the other end, I have a solution. I I need that solution. And the only way is, is Jesus has to be my filter. That's the only way is. What was being said out there, there was a lot of non-redemptive things. But when we put it through the word, we know on the other end that Jesus is our redeemer. Everything through the word is redeemed. Everything through the word is redeemed. And that's where we have to understand the world may may not know Jesus, but we do. The world may not understand what it means to be covered by the blood, but we do. The world may not know that Jesus is a healer, but we do. And that is our message. The world can sit here and scream about the economy, but we know that God is our provider. 
We know that there are miracles happening. We know that he is going to shift back this economic attack against us so that we will barely skip a beat. We know what God says. The challenge for us is to believe it. The challenge for us is to say, I know what that looks like, but I live literally out of the word that lives in me. That's where I live. And I'm not going to be stupid and not pay attention to what the CDC says and what they recommend. No. But I'm also not going to be foolish and skip what the word says. So that's what I want us to grab a hold of today is I believe that we're going to see a dynamic shift from what has happened. And the naysayers are not partnering with us. We're partnering with the body of Christ that believes in the word, that believes in Jesus, and know that Jesus carries everything. And I'm not going to carry those burdens on me. I'm going to pray in the spirit and live out of the presence. We're, we're going to go to another scripture. Acts 13. I love reminders. I love when God says, remember? I'm like, yeah, I think I've read this before somewhere. But I do think he takes us, just like when you read through the scriptures, what do they do? They put up memorial markers. When they crossed, when Joshua took them over, they did the stones to remember. God takes us on a journey to remember so that we're able to shore up in what he's done. When we were singing that song about the miracles, you know, if you think about everything God has done in your life, as John says, you couldn't contain it all. You would be writing for the rest of your life on all the things God is doing in the past and all the new thing he's doing. So when you really think about that, God has done so much that we are aware of and that we aren't aware of that we just can't contain it all. I was thinking about when we were up here praying, you know, praying, I was thinking about all these different things, all the things that God has healed me of. Actually, when I was standing there, I was thinking about all that and I thought, you know, there are things that he healed me of, I don't know, probably 20 years ago that I forgot. And he began to stir me to remember. When I was a teenager, I used to have this problem when I would bend over, my back would lock. And I couldn't stand. I would have to basically lay down until it finally let go. And it did that up until about 20 years ago. Even, I mean, Chuck had to come get me at work one day because I had bent over. I was sitting at my desk and I just leaned over to get something out of my drawer. And my back locked. And... Uh, about 20 years ago, I was at some place. My girlfriends and I decided we were going to go have some fun. So we went to a conference. And we, they, it was when the churches had the balconies. It was an old church that had a big balcony. We thought we had all of our snacks and our blankets and our socks. Come on, we're girls. You know, we had all of our stuff. We're sitting in the back row. We are listening, kind of. But it was a girl trip. And, and the guy's like, yeah, God's healing people of backs. And right in that upper balcony, my back starts killing me. It's like it has broken in half. There was so much pain. And he said, in the name of Jesus, everybody be healed. I have never had a problem with my back since. 
Never. I know, and I'm just like, that was random. But I'm sitting here, <laughs> well, I know it's God. Come on, that's not what I meant. But you know how God surprises you? Because I didn't go on that trip for healing. I went to hang out with my girlfriends and, you know, have fun, you know, girls. And, you know, you just don't remember all the things God has done for you. All the things that he's done for your family. These breakthrough momentous occasions that were last week, five years ago, 20 years ago, whatever they were, it's not like you carry your memorial book in front of you and every morning you wake up and read them. But God needs to remind us sometimes of remember when. Remember when I showed you who I was and you gave your life to me. Do you remember when your heart leapt because you had been forgiven. When your heart leapt because you knew there was a love beyond what you could understand that decided today's your day and I've been chasing you for years and you finally said yes. Do you remember? And you know, some people say, I don't have a memory date. I just know that I did. Then you know that you did. You know, when you think of Jesus, you're like, I know that I did. I know that I said yes. We have to remember sometimes. And sometimes God just says, let me take you through memory lane. Let me play those videos in your mind of remember when, you know, your child was sick or he was running around where he shouldn't have been running. Remember when, you know, you were in this financial crisis and suddenly there was an in-search for you. Remember when you were driving down the road and you didn't even know that the angel stopped what was about to happen. Remember when. I was telling um, somebody this morning, when we were driving up here this morning, there was this guy in a white car. He must have been going probably 80, 85 miles an hour. And he barely missed us. Then as we watched him, every time he would get near a car, he would get way over, like almost on top of him. So we were praying, Lord, please protect him, trying to find the number that you're supposed to call for you know, dangerous drivers, but I couldn't find it. But we were just like, Lord, protect him. And it was safe. By the time we got here, there was no problem or anything. But, but we don't even know where God has put his hand down to make sure that we weren't injured, that we weren't taken out, that our kids were protected. We don't even know. Okay. Oh. So just God remind us. Take us down memory lane of how you saved us before we were saved and how you continue to intervene in our life. I'm starting in verse 7, Acts 13. Uh, verse 47. Is that what I said, Noah? I'm not sure what I said. Acts 13, 47. 47, yes. It says, For that is what the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have placed you as a light for the Gentiles so that you may bring the message of eternal salvation to the end of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying, praising and giving thanks for the word of God. God, we thank you for your word. And all those who have been appointed, designated, or ordained to eternal life by God by believing, by believing in Jesus as Christ their Savior. And so the word of the Lord regarding salvation was spread through the entire region. And we just want to declare today, Lord, that your word is spreading across the world. But the Jews incli uh, incited the devout, prominent women and the leading men of 
the city and instigated persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them forcibly out of their district. You know that you're going to get some blowback, right? You know that there are going to be people. We may not have the whole city coming against us, but there are people around us coming against us. So we know that. But listen, but they shook its dust from their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. Is that how you say it? Iconium, yeah. And the disciples, listen to this, and the disciples say, I'm a disciple. We're continually filled. You're being continually filled throughout their hearts and souls with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So right now, you are being continually filled throughout your heart and your soul with what? Joy and the Holy Spirit. Joy and the Holy Spirit. Do you feel the joy coming through you? I know I'm not getting no joy. But you know what? Joy is gladness. Is there gladness in knowing that the Lord is present in you? Is there gladness in knowing that he has saved you for not only right now, but for eternal life? Is there gladness in knowing that no weapon formed against you will prosper? Because the presence of the Lord is continually filling you up with the Holy Spirit continually filling you with his joy it just said we just read in john that his joy is complete in you so the joy of the lord is complete in me that was three i know we got more than three even online i want you to stand up and say the joy of the lord is complete in me whether you feel the joy or you don't feel the joy doesn't mean the joy is not there seriously because if Jesus said his joy is complete in you, then it is. He didn't say, how do you feel about that? He didn't say, do you feel the joy? He did not say that. He declared that his joy is complete in us. That's what he declared. Do you think he felt joy on the way to the cross? But he went through it so his joy would be complete? So we don't always feel the power. We don't always feel the Holy Spirit bubbling up in us, though it is, because that's what it says. We're continually filled throughout their hearts and souls with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And we know that the Word of God does not lie. So if it says it is, then it is. And even if you don't feel it, I have to say the other morning when I woke up, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel the Holy Spirit. I didn't feel the joy. All I felt was my racer going, don't want to know. <laughs> Do you ever feel that? I just don't want to know. Sometimes I'll turn on the news very rarely because I'm not a news person. I, I don't need to know. Because uh, I get enough people that tell me, so I don't really need to know. watch it myself. But, um, you know, I look at it and I'm like, can't take it. I, it's just too much to filter through. But you know what was interesting? Well, I won't go off. Um, I was going to say I watched the press conference at 3 o'clock on Friday. And I felt like it was, it was just finally concise. We could grab a hold of. And there's going to be things down the road that we find out that we didn't know. But you know what? We know Jesus. That's what we know. So I want to encourage us that even when we don't feel it, it's happening.
even when we don't sense it, it's happening. Because the word of God says it is. And the word of God is alive in us as believers. And if you're not a believer, the word of God can come alive in you right this second by saying, Jesus, yes. If you're watching online and you haven't said yes to Jesus, just say, Jesus, yes, take my life. Because the word of God will bubble up in you because the Holy Spirit will come and fill you with his presence. And the joy of the Lord will be complete in you because that is his promise to us. And not only that, his shalom. He, he told the disciples, we're not going to go there right now, but in John 14, he tells the disciple, I give you my shalom. My peace I give to you. My shalom I give to you. That word means everything. It means wholeness. It means peace. It means provision. His peace isn't like peace. His peace is everything. It is everything. Everything you need is included in that. Wholeness is included. Peace of mind. Peace of soul. Healing for your body. All of that is included with his shalom. So he says, my shalom I have given to you. So not only do you carry my joy, you carry a, a continual feeling of my joy in the Holy Spirit. You also carry my shalom. You carry it all. You carry it all. Everything he has, he has given to us. Everything he has, he has given to us. He has not withheld one good thing from us. He has not withheld. He has not gone through his word and blacked out the stuff that he thought we weren't ready for. He's gone through the word and says, step in faith. Because I've given it all to you. It doesn't matter what it looks like out there. What matters is what his word says in here. Because his word will change the appearance of what's in front of us. His presence changes the atmosphere everywhere we want. Everything we do. Okay, we're going to close with one last scripture, Philippians this has been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun. I hope you've had fun with me. I just feel like God is just like, okay, guys, there's some junk going on. Let's grab a hold. Let's battle through together. And let's have some fun. Okay, Philippians 4. And we're going to start in verse 4. Actually, I'm going to read verse 1. Noah says that I do this sometimes. I'll tell him we're going to start somewhere and then I change my mind. Okay, it says, Therefore, my fellow believers, right? Therefore, my fellow believers, whom I love and long for, my delight and my crown, my wreath of victory, in this way stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, take pleasure in him. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your, let your gentle spirit, your graciousness, unselfishness, mercy, tolerance, and patience be known to all people. The Lord is near. So when you leave here today, we're going to let this gentle spirit be known to everyone. 
Do not be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. Because Jesus just told us that if we ask his Father for anything, it will be given to us because it glorifies the Father through Christ. So we remember whatever we need to ask for, we do so to release glory unto God. And the peace of God, the peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over our hearts, over your heart, over your mind in Christ Jesus is yours. That peace, we just talked about the peace, it stands guard over you. His shalom stands guard over you. It is like a sword. That whatever comes against you, it's like, no, that will never happen. Because they carry the peace of me. So they, their mind was protected. Their thoughts are protected because of the peace of Christ in us. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is right, whatever is confirmed by God's word, whatever is confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and plant them into your heart. (laughs) These things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice. We got to practice. We practice these things in our daily lives. And the God who is the source of peace and well-being will be with you. Amen. That is a good word. That is a good word. Okay, let's stand and pray. We're going to pray for one minute. That is a good word. I'm telling you, God is after us. Every moment of every day, he's just pouring his love out over us. Oh, thank you, Lord. So we're we're just going to pray for a minute, and I'm going to... uh, Uh, just ask the Lord to give you your eraser, whatever he wants to give you to take care of the things that are causing you anxiety, that's distracting you, that is discouraging you, that is uh, just really pushing you off center. Because we just read that we're continually filled with joy, that we're continually filled with the Holy Spirit, and that we carry not only the presence, but we also carry the shalom of God. So Lord, we just thank you that your word is like a fire. That as we read the word, it sets a fire inside of us. As we read the word, it it is that pruning. It's going through. It's like, oh, let me snip this off because that's a lie that the enemy has planted in you that you'll never get ahead. That's a lie that the enemy has planted in you that you'll never get well. That is a lie that the enemy has planted in you. So we're pruning back these things. We're, we're pruning off. We're, we're just asking you, Lord, prune off those things that are causing chaos in our mind. 
are, are making our hearts sick with sadness or discouragement. Lord, we're asking you to, to give us the tools we need. Just right now in our hand, just give us a tool to just take away all of those distractions. And as you do that, Jesus, we're just asking for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. A fresh infilling, a stirring up within us your shalom. A stirring up within us your peace, Lord. God, we just thank you that, that I, I just see this giant, uh, I know we were singing Let It Rain, but what I see is this giant, uh, huge barrel of, of his joy and his presence just pouring over us from heaven. Just permeating every part of our bodies. Oh, inside out, Lord. We just thank you, Jesus. We thank you that your word is alive, that your word is true. We thank you, Lord, that the word uh, expands and unfolds within us. And as we go, let us be the releasers of your shalom, the releasers of your presence and your joy. God, we just thank you that everything you have, you've given to us. So just stir us up, Lord. <laughs> stir up our awareness, our sensitivity to you, our, um, uh, our praying in the spirit, all the things that you have for us. Just stir us up in the moment that we need it. Thank you, Jesus. And we're going to focus on the things that are pure and holy and excellent. We're going to focus on the things of good report. God, we're going to focus on your goodness, Lord, and all that you've done. And we just bless and honor you, Jesus. Amen. Amen, guys. Amen. Okay, we're going to have a great week. We're going to see the goodness of the Lord prevail. Thank you so much for listening. For more podcasts like this and to connect with me, go to my website, cindy-stewart.com. And remember, you are the best investment you can make.